Good evening. How are you? How was your week? I had a great week this week. Uh, And today has been a great day of sport between the New England Patriots and the Canucks, uh, which perhaps means little or no sex. So hopefully we will change that tonight on the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show, the show where we educate men and women about sexual health, how it relates to overall health, making your relationships the best they can be. I'm going to delve a little deeper into a subject we uh, started, which was uh, started last week, uh, anal sex. So there's lots of uh, health information that I left out there in that important subject. Uh, so we'll uh, get to that tonight. Um, I get a lot of gifts sent to me. And of course, needless to say, uh, the type of gifts they are, they're not your regular sweaters or anything, um, but they are different um, toys and objects. And, and tonight I arrived and there was a box from O Canada. And inside was a uh, massage bar, 100% natural and edible. Uh, It's a chocolate mandarin massage bar. So I'm going to give that to you since I have lots of massage bars myself. Um, I'm going to add that to some of the gifts that I'm giving out because it's leading up to Christmas. So I have some more underwear for you, some guys underwear for you. So uh, it's great underwear. It's called My Package. It's not my package, but it could... Be good for your package. Anyway, I brought some of the bigger sizes with me, medium, large, and an extra large, just in case there's a big guy out there. Uh, But give me a call to uh, win some of this underwear. It'd be a nice gift for the man in your life as well. The number to call is 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Um, So it's been quite busy, and last night I was actually out in Cloverdale, which is... uh, in Surrey, which I just learned. Uh, I didn't realize that Cloverdale was in Surrey. It was a part of Surrey, but it's a lovely part of Surrey. And I was out at the Cloverdale Pharmasave, and there was an event, uh, a ladies' night, it was called. And so I spoke about my favorite subjects, sex and vaginal health and sex toys and orgasm and that kind of thing. And they had actually said to me that they wanted to donate to a cause that I cared about. And of course, if you know anything about me, you know that I care significantly about raising awareness and ending violence against women and men as well, because I know it happens to men also. So I was really surprised and tickled pink, quite honestly, to learn that after that night, where about 100, 125 people um, turned up, women uh, turned up, uh, they raised over $1,000 to give to one of my favorite organizations, Ending Violence Association BC or EVA BC. Um, so that, that was great. So I have a 1,000 thank yous for the Cloverdale Farmer Save, and it was a great night. And it looks like I'm going to go back out there in the spring and talk. Uh, we'll have a proper event because there's just short time to speak, so I, I left them wanting more. Um, and there's so much about uh, sexual health, education, and sex, and improving your sex life, and your relationship. So um, I'm going to go back out and speak. Um, there's capacity for 150 people, uh, and we'll have men and women will be invited to that as well. Uh, but in that PharmaSave, the the great community PharmaSave, it's been around for about 32 years. It's a family business, and uh, yeah, so I was quite honored to be a part of that. Anyway, um, apparently I have Antonio on the line about the package, uh, my package. Hello, Antonio. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you today? I'm fine, thank you. You're right on it, my friend. Yeah, well, I just uh, just turned on the show. And, uh... <laughs> and, 
And so... I <laughs> know, uh, so you're saying you're do, doing giveaway for the... Uh, yes. For the, uh, underwear and the massage bar? I think you get the massage bar because you're the first caller. Oh, excellent. I think my, uh, my wife will love that massage bar. She certainly will, especially if you're giving the massage. Yes, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's the intention. That will be nice. Mm-hmm. That, that's so great. So I, I, I hate to ask you <laughs> what size you are. <laughs> Actually, well, I had a bunch. I guess, it, I guess it, in, in, in the underwear, I guess the boxer shorts. Or I guess the- no, they're not boxer shorts. Oh. Actually, they're kind of um, like jersey material. Oh, <laughs> they're different colors, but I have medium, large, and extra large. Last week, I had, or a couple weeks ago, I had a bunch of calls about the underwear, and then. I was left with phone numbers. I'm like, so do you want me to call these guys and ask them all their size anyway? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do you send me a medium, I guess? Uh, medium? Okay, yeah. medium. Yes. Yeah, so they, they, um, yeah, so medium is for a 30 to 32 inch waist. Yeah, that's good. Is that good? Yeah. Okay, perfect. 76 to 81 centimeters. Okay, I'll put that aside for you, Antonio, and you can leave your information. We can tell you, just pick it up here at the station, and uh, Kenji can take your information, okay? Thanks for the call. All right, Christine. Uh, yes. How are you? Good. How about yourself? I'm fine, thank you. Good. No, I was just listening and um, want to get a pair of those for my husband. Fantastic. That's going to be such a nice gift. He is going to look so sexy in these. These are unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we want, right? Have you been married for a while? Uh, yes, like since 1980. Uh, oh, so, you know, sometimes they might lose their sex appeal after that much time, or, or maybe not in your no, case. No, no, he's very sexy. Oh, fabulous. He's going to be sexier with these. So <laughs> how big is Prince Charming? Well, no, <laughs> I, would just, I would just say a medium would be good. A medium, okay. Let me just put that aside for you. Okay, medium it is, and so you can pick it up here at the station as well. Thanks kindly. Oh, you're welcome, and thanks for your call. Okay. Have a Merry Christmas. And it seems like Christmas is coming um, really quickly, doesn't it? There's trees up and everything. Um, we have lots to discuss tonight. I'm going to talk about intersex, which uh, the media's portrayal of intersex really underscores the importance of sexual health education. When they put some a headline in the paper that says, uh, you know, somebody is intersex, and then uh, then right underneath say, she used to be a man, it's completely... It's wildly inaccurate and inappropriate, and it actually drives me crazy. So we're going to talk a little bit about intersex tonight. But first of all, I have lots of stories from my office this week. Um, But I have a joke for you first, but I have to tell it to somebody. So I'm going to tell it to Kenji. Is that okay? No, not that one. (laughs) This is a joke. This is is my life in my office sometimes. Oh, yeah? Okay. All right. (laughs) If you ever wonder what I do, (laughs) this is one aspect of what I do. I just thought this just hit home for me, this joke. Anyway, so this elderly couple walks into a doctor's office, and the the, um, doctor says to the man, the elderly gentleman, um, I need a urine sample, a stool sample, and a sperm sample. And the wife, uh, the, do- the gentleman looks at his wife and says, the gentleman who's hard of hearing says, what did he say? I, you know, I didn't hear him. And she said, he wants your underwear. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, I laugh every time I hear it. <laughs> he wants a stool sample, a urine sample, and a sperm sample. Got it. He says, what does he want? Yeah. And she uh, says he wants oh, your underwear. Oh, anyway, okay. we're giving out underwear tonight <laughs> on the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Um, so I get that. Anyway, it, 
It struck me. I also had another patient. We're going to be going to a break shortly, but I do want to tell you about him. Uh, It was interesting because he uh, was in a new relationship and after having been married and his life as a married man was complete and total chaos. And he was with a new woman who's was who ticked all the boxes, as you said. But you know what? There were still troubles in the bedroom. Anyway, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about that when I come back. And also we're going to talk about, did you ever um, look at your lover, your partner, the woman in your life, the man in your life, and see them smiling when they were looking down at their phone and wonder what the heck is going on there? And uh, anyway, have you caught your man getting sex messages or text messages from another woman? or your wife from getting them from another man. We're going to talk about that and talk to somebody who did that and see how she responded to it. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Okay, welcome back. You are listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. I am Maureen. I am your host. I am a registered nurse. I have a clinical practice. I deal with sex, 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 sex all week long. I talk about it. I breathe it. I sleep it. I eat it. Everything. (laughs) It is constant. Um, Anyway, so that's what I do. What do you do? Uh, do give me a call and share with me what you do. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell because I do have two more pairs of underwear I will give away to you. Uh, I first wanted to mention we are going to talk about, you know, catching your partner in the act of sexting or getting a text message from someone other than you. Uh, but first of all, I got this email. I get a lot of emails and I do love your emails. Um, And I just wanted to read this, and it was this. Uh, My mother is a big fan of Maureen McGrath. Would you be able to tell me Maureen McGrath's speaking schedule for Out in the Valley? I'm like, do you actually think I have some... Wait a minute, I have a fan, number one. (laughs) And number two, do you actually think that I have help, that I have assistance? They sent this to my nurse talk email. No, I have been doing this. How have I been doing it, Kenji? <laughs> Are you going to sing? <laughs> All by myself. Don't want to be. Look at that. Voice of an angel. Kenji McNabb, <laughs> tech producer. Um, yeah, no, I've been doing this all by myself. You can have sex by yourself, too, just in case you weren't sure about that. And sometimes it's just as good. It might be even a little bit better. But it's also great to have an intimate relationship with another human being. But sometimes those intimate relationships can go haywire because people have different uh, values and we're not monogamous. We're not meant to be monogamous. So that can be a challenge for many people. And also many people want to feel like they still got it or they may be underappreciated by somebody or they may have too much going on in their home and in their business and their work life and their family life with their friends, whatever. So Olivia joins me on the line. Hello, Olivia. 
Hi, how are you? Hi, everyone. Thanks. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Oh, that's good. So, Olivia, you had a little relationship issue. And thanks for sharing a, a very intimate aspect of your life where you were going out with somebody and, and found that that person had uh, was receiving texts from somebody else other than you? Yeah, actually, it was really interesting because I also believe that, you know, human beings by nature are non-monogamous. And, I you know, I got to know this person and I felt like we had a lot of the same ideals and beliefs and actually decided to move across the country together Woo. And, um, like right after we started dating and it was whirlwind but it was exciting nonetheless and we were spending almost every single night together really you know enjoying each other a lot and uh, one night my during a time my phone was broken actually my friend my phone breaks a lot and thankfully I have protect your bubble and I was able to get it replaced quickly but during the time when it wasn't working, I went to use his phone to call one of my sisters <laughs> and uh, saw these text messages to this other girl. And I mean, from like, I mean, it went on for forever, these text messages from before he and I even met. He was talking to this other girl and she thought they were in a long distance relationship, apparently, from what I could gather on their phone. And and had they ever had they ever met? No. No, they they'd never met. met. But he continued this. It's probably arousing for him uh, during yeah. the time. But it but it probably was very hurtful for you. Yeah, they had never met, and you know, later at that time, I just was like, I know he's going to deny this, and I mean, what am, you know, what am I going to do? How can he deny it? <laughs> right. So I just threw I threw his phone in the toilet, and. I was- <laughs> Um, there goes that. But you lost all the evidence when you threw his phone in the toilet. Well, the interesting thing about it, though, is that during my, like, fit of rage, I went on my Facebook and I added her as a friend, never thinking that she would add me, you know. I was really upset, and I was like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. But it was what it was. And after all this whole deal went down, she ended up messaging me. And she was like, how do I know you? And I was like, oh, I'm just we're just friends with PJ, like blah, blah, blah. And, uh, anyway, she wanted to tell me everything, sending me like detailed texts that he had sent her, almost a replica of the things that he would say to me. I mean, we compared our text messages and like within a minute of him texting me, sometimes he would be texting her immediately. And it was just sickening, you know, he created, but the thing about it, he created two totally different identities for the both of us. Right. Well, did, but but was he the same person, though? Was he using the same name? Yeah. yeah, he was using the same name, but, like, what he was doing and where he was going and right. what he did for his career, even how old he was, was different for the both of us. How old was he for the other person? 24. And how old is he was, was he? He was 25 he, for you. Yeah, turning 26. And oh, okay. he, I, I could see his ID, so I knew that was his really. So I guess he just basically lied to her. Right. Well, I'm sure he was lying all over the place for everybody. So oh, you're yeah. probably way better off without him. And most people, apparently, according to a research study done by Protect Your Bubble, um, uh, would would do so, would throw the um, would break the cell phone or break the smartphone. It, it's a dumb phone when people don't password protect it and, <laughs> and don't. It's 
you know, and there's also, if there's no trust in a relationship, I mean, you obviously trusted him and you'd picked up the phone yeah. and there it was. But, but I mean, there's things that can be taken out of context as well that may not necessarily exactly. be texting or sexting, but, you know, in the, in the wrong moment or, you know, you can take something the wrong way. Uh, but I, but I, I mean, somebody like that, perhaps he wants to get caught. Who knows? Right. I mean, that can be the I easiest mean, I, way. I'm caught. I'm done. Weeks. I'm out of here. There were several weeks after where I was just trying to wrap my mind around. Right. It, and I did a lot of research. And I mean, some people just enjoy the feeling of telling a lie. And, and some people enjoy the feeling of, yeah, some people enjoy the feeling of someone else complimenting them too. So, you know, there's lots of reasons people do this. Oh, and it's yeah. so much easier to do it today. But thank you so much for sharing your story. And um, I appreciate thank it. I hope the love life improves from here on out. <laughs> I just have to say, buyer beware out there, girl. There's a lot of girls, you know, that just, yeah. I mean, if you have an instinct, if your our instincts are so accurate, always right. Absolutely. If you have something in you that tells you it's not right, just go with it. Think you're later exactly if you're suspicious it's probably where there's smoke there's fire absolutely and and you know what they've done if they've done it once they'll do it again you know they repeat these are repeat offenders anyway well good oh, yeah. luck i hope you meet uh, somebody who has a little bit more integrity anyway thanks so much olivia thank you have a good night thanks you too okay i have susanna on the phone hello susanna hello how are you good how are you i'm fine thank you so, I was calling to see if I could win a pair of men's underwear. Yes, you can. Did you Did you want to wear them for yourself? <laughs> I actually wore them at an event one night because I forgot my own. <laughs> I thought, oh, I've got like 50 packages of these. I'm going to put them on. <laughs> and then I was demonstrating <laughs> minus the package because I don't have a package. Anyway, <laughs> they are super duper comfortable. <laughs> nice. So what have I got for sizes left? Oh, yeah, I I haven't got a big guy that's called me yet. <laughs> I have an extra large. Hang on a second. <laughs> I have a medium. Medium. And medium white. Wait a minute. And I think, oh, and a large black. Okay. Medium white. Oh, did I? I think so. Whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Are you taking care of the sizes there, Kenji? Anyway, so that's for Mr. Wonderful for Christmas? Sure. Oh, that's great. Oh, good. What's the best thing about your partner, husband, man in your life? Oh, he is just absolutely wonderful. Isn't that I'm so nice? lucky to have him in my life. Oh, that's so great. I, <laughs> but I just love hearing about the stories where he's a rat. No, and <laughs> I'm just kidding. See, I don't have that with him. He's an absolute angel. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, that's great. Anyway, it's so much more fun the other way. Anyway, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, thank you, Susanna, for your call. Have a Merry Christmas. You too. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Hey, Suzette. Hello there. How are you? Hello. I'm doing very well, thank you. How are you? I I am fabulous, thank you for asking. I did have a bit of a headache tonight, and so I got some Tylenol and chocolate, and I've taken both. Oh, of course, the chocolate will do it. The chocolate helps, me. yeah, chocolate does yeah, it every it. time. I melted yeah. it. No. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> yes. What? So are you calling about the package as well? I am calling about the packages. I am a retired lady, and I am in a relationship with a really wonderful gentleman. Not again. I, no. would, I would like, yes, I would like to be able to give him a fancy gift. Oh, isn't well? This is uh, this is going to make him so sexy. You will, you will believe not it. believe it. Anyway, he's going to look amazing in the in my package. <laughs> That's so great. Let's not tell him. Is he listening with you right now? 
No, he's actually he just dropped me off at home, at home and he's on his way home, so he's probably listening on his radio. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mr. Wonderful, you're getting a fabulous package for Christmas anyway. That's so great. Okay, well, I'm glad you have a happy relationship. That's not the work I do. I generally work. I've actually gotten criticism when I've given presentations and I talk about low sexual desire and people that have not had sex for a long time and how that's kind of the work that I do and and people will be like, you know, well, what about the ones that have a great relationship? I'm like, well, I don't even know any of them. So it's nice to have you well, all call. I will tell you something. I will be 70 years old next month. Uh-huh. And sex is wonderful. The best sex you're having of your whole life. That's fantastic. That's right. That's Thank you yeah. for inspiring uh, the, the rest of us. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's great. Enjoy him and them. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Suzette. All right. So when I come back, we're going to talk about intersex and body image and all sorts of other. I'm going to tell you about the fellow uh, in my office this week who told me about how his partner, his girlfriend, thought he had low sexual desire when he didn't. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. We are driving here, <laughs> and I'm eating peanut M&Ms <laughs> just because they work so well for my headache. I might as well have more, you know, and more is better. So as I've said, I'm in clinical practice uh, here in Vancouver. You can actually go on to a site and book now. I used to have a problem with these people off the street just walking into my office and saying they wanted to see me and talk to me about various things. So you can go on to YoCal. Uh, and you'll see where there's empty spots. And it's all private and confidential, so not your name or anything won't come up, and it'll just block off that time. So I've uh, provided some time for you uh, to book. Anyway, love hearing from you, love your emails, and I certainly get a number of them from you. So um, I did want to read one. Of course, it's not in front of me right now. But anyway, that's okay. I want to tell you about this uh, patient that I had in the office this week. A couple of guys this week. Anyway, um, that had some interesting situations happening. So I had this one patient who came to me because he was he was presently in a relationship, but he had been married prior to. His life was chaotic, he said, with that woman. He was completely crazy about her. He adored her. He thought she was beautiful. The sex was amazing. He showed me photographs of her on his smartphone. He said, isn't she beautiful? Isn't she beautiful? <laughs> yes, she's beautiful. Whatever. Um, anyway, it didn't matter what I thought. But anyhow, he said, but my life was a mess. She couldn't hold down a job. She was addicted to shopping. Her house was a disaster. My life was chaos. And he said, I had to split up with her. I could no longer live this kind of a life. It was affecting my job and affecting my family relationships, and it was just complete chaos. And that can happen when there's dysfunction in a person's life, when they live a chaotic life. So he said he has this new person in his life, and she ticks all the boxes, as he said. And I hear that a lot. This one ticks the boxes. She's smart. She's got a job. She has an MBA or graduate degree. Um, So this particular woman was able, and in fact, ran her own company, had left the house very neat. She, too, was beautiful. He showed me pictures of her um, as to how beautiful she was. And um, 
so he said, you know, she's just gorgeous and nice and it's our, my life is calm. And, and a lot of people are addicted to chaos in, in life and they're more comfortable in a chaotic relationship. This, this person wasn't necessarily, but that can happen too. And so he said, but the sex is terrible and I have no attraction to her sexually. So I said to him, do you go back to your ex-wife? I thought it was a reasonable question. And he said, oh, no, he was almost offended. And he said, no, I don't go back to my ex-wife. Oh, no, 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 no. And she shook it off. And I said, oh, I, you know, I apologize if I stepped over over the boundary. And I understand you have, a, you have values, and, and that's just perhaps something you would never have considered. And so he went on to tell me that he sometimes watches his the new woman in his life doing something um, drinking coca-cola out of the fridge it was a it was a mundane activity an inane activity of her life eating cookies out of a bag and he said it just was a complete turnoff to him and she wanted to have sex and she would approach him most guys would love that um, but he said he just was not attracted to her and so about a few minutes Later, he was obviously getting a little bit more um, upset, a little antsy and nervous. And then he finally blurted out, I go back to my ex-wife. I said, okay, huh. bingo, I was right. No, <laughs> it's not about being right or wrong. It's just that I'm in the field and I've worked with this and, I, and I've seen a lot of it. I've done a lot of clinical research around it. I've done a lot of reading about it. And that is something that I would have expected. And it was something that I, I believe his first wife had some self-esteem issues, and he uh, did uh, validate that, said she had had some, some uh, self-esteem issues, and she was raised by people who did not validate her and did not necessarily um, value her and tell her she was good enough, and he felt that was important, but that he really was physically attracted to, the, to his ex-wife, and the sex was great, and his new wife or new girlfriend, new partner, thought he had low sexual desire. And he said, I don't have low sexual desire. I just don't want to have sex with her. I fantasize and I have great sex with my ex-wife. The bottom line is, as we went on to discuss further, is neither relationship was healthy, neither relationship, and that he was deserving of something um, a bit more satisfying and that, that he could, in fact. And, and sometimes in these situations, we have to look at ourselves as opposed to look at the other person. Um, so he, he needed to deal with this and, um, and understand that he was actually deserving of a good relationship and nobody had ever pointed out to him that neither relationship was, was healthy or was, uh, necessarily going to be good for him. It's never good for somebody to be living a lie. That's very difficult on the person who's living the lie and on the person that you're living with. So he's living a lie with both of them, basically. There was probably some hope that his ex-wife, that he and his ex-wife would get back together on her part, uh, although he said he did not want to. He could not go back there. His life was crazy when he was with her. So he took steps to, you know, to start to think about uh, ending the relationship that he had uh, at the moment. But it's just something to think about. We don't always share with our partners what are our true feelings? I mean, fantasy is normal and that's healthy. And, you know, especially if you've been with somebody, not the women who are calling in earlier for the underwear, they're all happy with their 30 and 40 year 
men who are amazing. Um, but, you know, sometimes it can get a little dull. It can get boring. It can get, you know, sometimes people are controlling or, you know, it may seem great prior to marrying them. And then, you know, you pay a mortgage with them and have kids with them and they're a completely different story. Or your self-esteem might change. You might actually think this is all I, you know, this is somebody that I is good enough for me. I'm not that great. And so maybe this is maybe I haven't set my uh, standard high enough for me. So this is acceptable. This person ticks all the boxes, comes from a similar background, does a similar kind of work that I do, uh, have similar values. But, you know, that that lust, that major attraction, that, um, you know, want to die for that person just isn't there. And then somebody may have some successes in life and may feel a little bit better about themselves and may think, I, hey, maybe I could have, I, for lack of a better term, they could say, maybe I could have done better. Anyway, I, I hate to even say that, but that's reality and that does happen. Um, so that's one of the interesting cases that I had this week. And um, and then another one was, um, it reminds me of the package and all the different sizes, but they're more around the size of the... Um, um, you know, the size of a man as opposed to the size of his penis because the average size of a penis is 5.1 inches when erect, about 3 inches when it's uh, flaccid. But this other patient that I had actually came, I was a, the second or third healthcare practitioner that he came to um, to discuss this same problem. And he felt his penis wasn't big enough. I said I was going to talk about penile envy and not the type Freud uh, discussed or brought attention to where women um, wanted to have, was women were envious of a penis. I mean, there's times when you're envious <laughs> because it's a, it's very different in a, for a man's world. Uh, it, it is a man's world. It's very different for men in this world. And I want to make a disclaimer. I love men and I because I do get a little bit of um, flack when I say uh, something, anything about men. I love men because they're straight shooters. Uh, no pun intended. I love men because they are—they are problem solvers. They are—you're not even going to get out your situation, and they are problem solving it. I had a little issue coming, a good issue this week, that I went to a few male advisors for, and um, they all—I didn't even get it all out before they were problem solving it. They were giving me who I should go and speak to. They were—you know—they had it all for me, and they didn't even have the entire situation. But they, so I love that about men. I also love the allegiance men have to each other. Men know how to be friends with each other, and women don't. Um, women, you know, can be nasty to one another. So there's so much that I do love about men. So I don't want to say that. But this penis envy of this patient that I had this week, he was in a relationship, and he he saw a text as well from his girlfriend on his girlfriend's phone and it was a picture of a very large penis and I'm like how'd you know it was so big and he said how can you tell and and apparently the guy had put his arm next to it so so it was quite big oh man I, <laughs> just to give us a little measurement anyways I'm like oh come on you know it could have been you know someone else's penis like I never believe anything that I receive um you know by email or whatever 
Um, so that's one thing. And uh, so this had caused him a lot of problem because he thought he wasn't large enough. And I said, look, women really don't care about that. They care about the whole package. They care about what's inside and that there's the neurochemistry of attraction. And um, that's really what they care about. And and if they're not going to be attracted to you, if, they're not, if there isn't that lust that, you know, he is hot, um, that it, no, no matter how kind you are or how large you are, it doesn't matter. They're not going to be... Um, they're not going to be attracted to you. So they're going to go on to someone else. And that relationship, in fact, had, had broken up, the one with the totally hung guy. Um, it reminds me, this is the kind of, it's da- I always say I should get danger pay. And this is another reason. A friend of mine phoned me, and and uh, I missed his call. So I <laughs> reminded me because of the, the uh, large penis. Anyway, so I called him back, and uh, he didn't answer. And so then he said, he's probably listening right now. He said, because a lot of people call me Momo, hey, Momo, you know, I got your call. He said, I called you and you didn't call me back. And um, he said, I was waiting for your call and I stuck my phone in my pocket next to my 14 inches. I said, you're lying. Anyway, <laughs> and he said, and then the phone started vibrating and it was you, the sex for anyway. So that's kind of some of the grief that I put up with. Um, anyway, you know what, guys? I tried to explain to this fellow who's seemingly getting a little bit of an obsession about the size of other men's penises. Doesn't matter. He'll find the right person. She didn't leave him because of the size of the penis. It's, it's, uh, it's that simple. Anyway, when I come back, we're going to talk about intersex and some other interesting information that comes by my, my desk, like anal sex. Anyway, I'm Maureen McGrath, and you're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. I'm coming back here. I'm Maureen McGrath, and you're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Thanks for being here tonight. It's always fun. Um, So the packages that I brought tonight are gone. But uh, anyway, I'll have more uh, coming up on the show. If you want to email me, and I love your emails, if you could please email me something that I can understand. I I have just recently got an an email tonight. I have no idea... uh, Jim, what you're talking about. Um, anyway, but so kindly clarify, I did send you an email back to uh, ask for that. And then the second email, I really don't understand uh, what you're trying to say. But anyway, I'd love to hear from you. I did get an email based on last week's show, and uh, it was, Dear Maureen, I don't know how you do it, talking to the listeners the way you do. Those callers you had last week about anal sex were priceless. It is great. You can tell in your voice that you love people and they love you. I'm not so sure about that. Anyway, no topic is too much for you. Love it. Keep it up. Ha ha. If you know what I mean. Cheers, Sebastian. Thanks, Sebastian. Um, Always good to hear back from you. I have a feeling that this other email, though, fellow, Jim, isn't so happy with my delivery about sex talk or something. Anyway... But uh, feel free to take your time and clarify on that one. Um, This week, lots of uh, sexual health issues in the news. We have the Bill Cosby thing. Um, Lots of women coming out. Allegedly, he has sexually violated them over the years. And um, 
You know, I always say it's so interesting because people never do checks on people. You know, they give them big jobs. They give them big money. They uh, tout, they give them all these false awards. And nobody ever looks into if this fellow who's, you know, the next hottest bachelor um, has any uh, criminal record or has ever been arrested for domestic violence or those are public records. You can easily find that out about somebody. And, you know, it just seems to be this whole, our society seems to just go on whoever can make the most money and bring the most money in for us. I quite honestly never cared for Bill Cosby because I felt he had narcissistic tendencies. Anybody who calls themselves a doctor and is not uh, gives that perception to a large amount of people uh, has to me is, you know, to be a, a physician, I work with a lot of physicians, it takes a lot of years, a lot of dedication, a lot of time. And that was just one that you just don't pretend to be one. And so he gave that perception and I never was comfortable with that. Now that does not mean that he uh, violated uh, a lot of women, but I also do not see any reason that somebody would say that happened if it didn't. And, you know, when women share their stories, they empower other women and girls. And so the women coming forward just says, uh, you know, I support you. This happened to me, too. And it's freeing. It's very difficult to report abuse. Believe me, I, uh, I experienced it with a company here in Vancouver, which I've talked about before, I know. But... Um, you know, that company carries on. People give him thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars. He's produced nothing. It's um, a complete and total, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a nightmare. There have been many, many women who have been abused um, by this particular man. I, I did a YouTube video on it. I spoke at Sam Sullivan's public salon. I'm not allowed to say the company or the, the industry um, or who who it was, but I will talk about violence against women. It was difficult for me to report it. I had a very strong support network around me, and, and I wanted to do this. I actually did, the first lawyer that I phoned said to me, you're like a battered wife, why don't you just run away and forget about it? And it was just not going to work for me that, to just forget about it. And it was me who wanted to, um, you know, seek justice, if you will, whatever form that came in. And um, but I could not have done that without the support of those close to me. It was uh, very freeing to have done it. And uh, when other people validated the abuse that occurred to me and 22 women were abused before me, and I know that there have been at least six or seven women who've been abused. And and the hallmark sign is uh, just another female servant type of position at that company is no longer working there. They last 12 weeks or maybe eight weeks to 10 months, and then they're gone because they cannot take the psychological abuse any longer. I lasted about 12 weeks, um, and I just thought I'm not going to put up with that. But anyway, um, it's uh, so it's extremely difficult. So anyway, I digress. I, I got off on that subject, but that's in the news with Bill Cosby. And we're seeing it so much more. And I really wish that um, I really wish that people would check these people out. I, I'm very involved in this city, and I work with a lot of different companies. I've been doing consulting for a number of years here, and in addition to my clinical practice. And so you kind of know what's going on, and and you can find out really easily. Um, and so 
when they do all of this hype and the smoke and mirrors and this all this, you know, there's there's nothing behind it quite often. Those people who are modest and who don't want to bring it forward and bring it out and brag and use, you know, all these words and I mean, you can just see it. And but nobody checks, and then event. But eventually, you know what? The the house of cards falls, and uh, and people are found out without my having to tell on them. Anyway, I have Prem on the line. Hello, Prem. Hello, Prem. Your Prem's gone. <laughs> anyway, he up. I don't know why. Oh, that's okay. He got a little nervous when I when he heard a woman's <laughs> voice on the other end of the phone. Uh, <laughs> Um, so intersex, that's another uh, conversation that the media got wrong. Uh, perhaps you've read a little bit about Michael Phelps' girlfriend. I mean, I was having a conversation with somebody just today about we don't really think about people having sex. We don't think about people having uh, relations, intimate relations in the bedroom. I mean, it's not on your con- consciousness. Um, and But yet, for some reason, we're so intrigued and we want to put these media highlights around something because perhaps it sells papers. It's it's inaccurate information. And never before, um, well, not never before, but it was really blatant. And maybe that's because I'm in the medical profession and I, I do get my um, hackles up a little bit when I see, like, this is misinformation. This isn't true. So to say that Michael Phelps' girlfriend uh, is was used to be a man is is wildly inaccurate because she self-identified as intersex, which is a general term for a number of conditions where a person is born with uh, reproductive or sexual anatomy that doesn't really fit the uh, typical definitions of male or female. There, an old term or a, or a piece of the uh, definition is uh, ambiguous genitalia. So and it quite simply means when the baby is born, one can't really tell initially or maybe several months later. Some people go through life never being diagnosed. Um, one can't really tell if, uh, um, if they are male or female. But she certainly never was uh, a male before. Anyway, so we're getting to the end of the show. Um, we're going to go for a break, and then we'll come back, and uh, I'll talk to you about some other things that are coming up in my life. Anyway, I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Did I mention I know the words to every single song out there? (laughs) Rosie O'Donnell had a whole career on that, and I think I have those. I have that qualification. Like she said, she credits the fact that she knew all of the words to a number of songs to her great career. It's kind of like Ellen DeGeneres, like. she dances. It's and like 10 minutes is like her dancing. Absolutely. Yeah, I can't really dance that well. That's a but great filler, yeah. <laughs> I sing better. Um, but I, I think so. I'm not really sure. But there you go. It doesn't matter. It's what I think. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks or does it. Uh, you know, I wanted to get a little further into intersex and definitely into anal sex. And especially, I don't want to forget to mention double dipping. It's never healthy. Um, but we're going to have to carry on with this conversation next week. And also a little bit more about the biological variation of intersex and also body image. And we have so many subjects to talk about. You can find me on at my website, www.backtothebedroom.ca. You can follow me on Twitter, at back, the number two, the bedroom. This is my last 
presentation this week, uh, this Thursday night, uh, Black and Blue. I think I've done about 35 this fall, so uh, I, I've, I've, uh, I've been out there talking about sex. Anyway, and so a little bit of break over the winter, and then I'll start up again in the spring. I'll be back out in Surrey, and then I'm going to have a big event that I'll tell you about at the first of the year uh, next May. Anyway, so thanks for listening. Have a sexually healthy week. When you stumble on this gravel road of life, make it part of your dance. I am Maureen McGrath, and you have been listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show.